3: How's morale? Got a lot to talk about. Football coming up tonight. Mike White and the Jets against the Colts. White Lightning. Be a whiteout tonight. Eight seven seven three 3 dp show Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Get a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming service. Download the app. Watch for free. Also, our radio affiliates around the country, including the Fox Sports Radio lineup. We'll check in with the Packers coming up. We'll check in with the Cleveland Browns coming up. There's a lot of things to try to digest. So, you know, sports is often the uh, in the public arena. The nation's issues can play out in a very visible way. We've used sports to be able to talk about some really serious issues. And we have another one. The debates about COVID are uh, no exception. And yesterday, the NFL world found out that Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID. He was unvaccinated. That means he misses Sunday's game against the Chiefs. He might miss the following week against Seattle. There have been a lot of players missing in action because of COVID, but nobody of Rodgers' status. Rodgers' offseason comments about his vaccine status were unclear, And he's no stranger to controversy because let's just go back to his status with the Packers in the offseason. It was the story of the offseason. But this is different. This is an issue we can all relate to and talk about. Now, that doesn't mean we have to yell at each other. And hopefully we're not doing that today. Whatever your decision is, it's your decision in accordance to your employer, your lifestyle, your family. Aaron Rodgers did what he thought was best for him. He said he was immunized, not vaccinated. Here is the question and the answer back in late August.
4: Are you vaccinated? And what's your stance on on vaccinations?
1: Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league and a lot of guys who have made statements and not made statements, owners who made statements. Um, You know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going
3: to judge those guys. Okay. I'm trying to look at this at all different angles here. I'm vaccinated. I believe in being vaccinated. There are people close to me in the family tree who are not vaccinated. They go through certain protocols. If they come over to our house, we go to their house. I think Aaron Rodgers, in his mind, thought that he was protected. And now it was holistically And also, it put the Packers in a really precarious position because and I talked to a source about 10 minutes ago about this. I finally got somebody who responded and I just wanted to know, you know, the the Packers are the ones that are really on the hook here, because if you look at what's happened to teams, the Titans, the Saints, the Raiders, they've all had issues with their players and, you know, COVID protocol. Aaron Rodgers, from what I was told, is the only player who has asked for an exemption for the treatment that he was receiving. Now, this was holistically. Now that that request was denied, the Packers knew that he was not vaccinated. But what role did they play in this, in trying to cover it up? And maybe covering up is is a strong term here. But is he treated differently? Did they know you're not vaccinated? make sure you're wearing your mask at all times, which he didn't. And the source I spoke to said, you know, the Packers are on the hook here. But he also said, my source, if you're the Packers, do you want to upset the apple cart here? Do you want to have Aaron Rodgers upset? Like, you want to make sure that you placate him. Everything's nice. Everybody, it could not have been going better. But what did the Packers know and what did they do or not do? Because the NFL is going to be asking that question or questions if they haven't already asked. I would expect the Packers to get dinged pretty hard on this. But you got Rodgers out this week; he may miss next week' game against Seattle. You know he's going to have to go through COVID protocol and you know have negative tests leading up to that game, and have no practice time to face Seattle. Jordan Love, come on down. But the bigger issue here is, what did the Packers know? And if you go back, you know, the media, when he says, first of all, I, I, I'm not going to put this on the, the Packers media. Because if I was in that room and Aaron Rodgers says the following, when he gets the question, play it again, Seaton. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I'm in an any Okay, so he says, yeah. Which is a form of yes, right? <laughs> An informal form of yes. Yeah. And, and I would have just thought, okay, immunized. Now, I don't know if somebody went, let me parse the words here immunized. Is that attached to vaccination? I don't know if anybody did. I don't know if anybody has pressed Aaron Rodgers since then. But then I go back to Devontae Adams out, Alan Lazard out, COVID the third string quarterback out COVID Aaron Rodgers, in his mind may have thought, Hey, this holistic approach uh, raises my antibodies and I'm going to be protected. And I, I do believe in his mind, he thought, Hey, I've done the research and this is what I think is uh, going to protect me. Okay. It didn't. And now everything's in play. Rogers can be fined for this from what I'm told. But the Packers are probably, as an organization, they're going to be uh, under the microscope here. And my source said, you know, you got to look at what the Packers knew. And did they just not want to say anything to Aaron Rodgers? 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show. Hopefully Rodgers and the NFL can use this as an opportunity to educate people as the sports world and the rest of us continue to navigate what is a very, very difficult issue. Come up with a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that. Uh, We'll check in with the Packers coming up here in a little bit. Check in with the Cleveland Browns. There's drama there with Odell Beckham Jr., the third. Because now his dad is, uh, like, he's playing analyst here. ESPN may hire him. You know, he's putting together film and, you know, pointing out all these plays that Baker Mayfield uh, overthrew or forgot about or ignored his son. And and I think, I think, Odell Beckham Jr. has played this brilliantly. I don't like it, but I do think what he's saying to the Cleveland Browns is, cut me. You still got to pay me. Now I can double dip and I can go to another team. Now you can sit him down for four games. Or you can cut him. If they cut him, they got to pay him. And I wouldn't be surprised if Odell Beckham Jr. III goes back to Louisiana. Goes to the Saints.
5: Hot, 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 hot.
3: So... There's a few things going on. I've been working the phone this morning uh, with two different sources on this. You had two phones. You look like Shepherd. <laughs> I know. You're, you're a two-phone guy now.
5: Look <laughs> at you in the back room. You're waving us off.
3: No, I know. I did. That. Paulie's like, hey,
5: I've de- no. No, I can't, can't, can't. It was National Sandwich Day. I was going to give you a pitch. And you're like, no, wait.
3: Uh, all right. So uh, what's the poll question we're going with? McLevin? So I have a bunch of questions. But
6: before I get to that. I, when you said Odell might go somewhere else, I immediately thought the Rams because they sign every single player, but he can't share targets with another receiver. Well,
3: you don't want to go to a place where all of a sudden you're not going to be the number one guy. and And you want to make sure. So if you go to the Saints, they don't. Michael Thomas is done for the year. Now, this is just according to a source saying that would be, he said, if you're pointing your compass, your Odell Beckham Jr. compass, I would point it towards New Orleans just from Michael Thomas yesterday was out. Uh, said he was going to be out for the rest of the season, and you have Alvin Kamara.
6: What if Taysom Hill's the quarterback, though? That would frustrate the heck I,
3: out of Odell. I, I feel bad for Taysom Hill because Odell Beckham's dad is going to be you know, piecing together all the times that he uh, threw the other way and didn't throw to his son. Uh, okay, a
6: question uh, off Odell. Who do you think Ooh. is the most overcovered player in the NFL? Odell Beckham Jr. I think Baker Mayfield belongs on that list. Yeah. Uh, any Cowboy, uh, either Zeke or Dak, uh, I'm not sure who else gets on the list. Rodgers gets the most coverage probably, but I don't think he's over covered.
3: Oh. oh, boy. I, it's really, you know, week in and week out.
6: It, but there seems to be a consistent algorithm in certain networks to hit
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two you're, teams. No, you're 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 told at at Fox and ESPN they actually have research that says these are the topics you're going to talk about today. Uh, spoke to the person who works at Fox, and uh, we spoke to him at the Super Bowl in Miami. And he said, "Yeah, I I give a list of these are the things. This is based off analytics. They look at ratings, clicks, analytics, and these are the teams, players. You're they, we did that at the Mothership back in the mid '90s." And be like, hey, we got to work this player or this team or this matchup into the top of the show. I mean, I, I certainly understand that. Um, if you look at who's the most overcovered, given what, how they produce, like Baker Mayfield should be covered less because he hasn't really done much. He doesn't, he doesn't, he appears to be a star, he's, he, but he's not, he doesn't play like a star. And now he's on the clock where you would think Baker Mayfield, now I'm, I'm going to side with Baker Mayfield here for a moment, because if Odell Beckham's dad is piecing together 11 minutes, it's really hard to put together 11 minutes of negative highlights. Yes, Eden. So he, I don't think Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad made the video. I think
0: it's a video that somebody made that was on YouTube mm-hmm. that then he posted to Instagram. Okay.
3: So, I, I think that that's a little. Well, you sign off on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, message was sent loud and clear. Uh, and when you watch the video, yeah. the message is sent very loud and clear. Yeah. yeah. Very loud and From clear. From the first play.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, the reason that it's 11 minutes is because they do a lot of, like, slow motion, <laughs> a lot of pausing, a lot of circling Baker Mayfield, not <laughs> under pressure, circling Odell Beckham Jr. wide open, and then some, for some reason Baker
3: scrambling out of the pocket and running for... But hours. if I'm Baker Mayfield and I have one of the great talents in the NFL, even if you don't like him, he can he can get you one hundred and fifty to two hundred million dollars. Because if you're successful, he's successful, you make a lot of money, Cleveland's successful, they're gonna want to keep you. Yes, yeah, Eve. But maybe
0: what they're pointing out isn't that Baker Mayfield doesn't like to throw to Odell Beckham Jr., it's that Baker Mayfield isn't good enough to find him open and to anticipate that, oh, he's gonna break this way and he's gonna be wide open right there, and yet he's not good enough to find him. Okay. Could
3: be. Uh, I mean I don't know if if Baker Mayfield or Odell Beckham needs to go to a place where he's got a veteran quarterback don't go to somebody who's still learning the position because if if he does that we're going down the same road again yeah Paul.
5: yeah after watching a little bit of that tape I, I don't think I don't think it's an ego thing or a I don't like you thing I think Beckham's saying this guy does not have the ability to to play the position cuz if you watch a little bit of the video they're showing mistakes not like it's not like, he's, like they don't get along, like they don't click with anybody. Yeah. There's a videos
3: where it's not just Beckham where he's missing. You know, there are a lot of confusing quarterbacks when you think about it. Like Baker Mayfield, like it's confusing. Tua, that's confusing. Derek Carr, sometimes confusing. Jimmy G's situation is confusing. Kirk D. Cousins' situation is confusing. It's a fascinating position. Man, the NFL just gives content. Content is king. If you could have a camera on Aaron Rodgers watching Jordan Love on Sunday, or Zach Wilson watching Mike White tonight, because trust me when I say this, there is true momentum that Mike White, if he plays well tonight, Zach Wilson will have a hard time getting his job back. I would fire the entire scouting team if Zach Wilson doesn't work out. Now, you might say, yeah, but they got Mike White. Yeah, you could have gotten Mike White because nobody else wanted Mike White. If somehow Mike White is Tom Brady and Zach Wilson is maybe Drew Bledsoe, just for the lack of better names for, you know, (laughs) this situation. Yeah, McLevin. What if Mike White's, I was thinking Kurt Warder, actually,
6: and they go on to win, are they (laughs) they still going to hold that pick against the GM in three years even Uh, if they're like a playoff team? Man, I don't know. Yeah, Paulie. If you want to double some ratings, the
5: Manning Night Football on Monday night should have Aaron Rodgers as a guest. I don't care. First hour, last hour. Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson while you're at it. Get Beckham and Rodgers as guests, and you'll double the ratings in one night.
3: All right, let me take a break. Coming up next, we are going to check in with the Green Bay Packers. What do we know? When do we know it? Packers in trouble. Aaron Rodgers going to get fined. Not that that matters, but the Packers, Packers got to answer to a higher calling here. So we'll take a break. We'll get to phone calls. We got uh, poll question, play of the day, stats of the day, all of that forthcoming here on the Dan Patrick Show. I love these trading cards, Panini Trading Cards, the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL. You got the iconic brands. You got Contenders, Prism, National Treasures, Donruss. They deliver instant classic trading cards. Some of the most popular players. You got uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what Jordan Love's value is going to be playing in this game. Does Mike White even have a trading card? Probably getting ready to make him one. Kyler Murray and the Cards look to keep flying against the NFC rivals, the Niners. You got uh, Baker versus Burrow, the Battle of Ohio, some of the matchups for Week 9, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards, something for everyone in Panini America packs, and it's more than just the NFL. Panini, the exclusive home for the NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. You'll love it. You can start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the damn damn. The Damn Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Damn Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or
7: stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. And Monopoly Go...
0: Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself.
5: Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon.
3: It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans, built-equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile by taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. We just watched a couple minutes of the Odell Beckham is open. Baker Mayfield didn't throw it to him. And uh, we watched that video. They used the song from R.E.M. Everybody Hurts underneath. It's like the saddest song of (laughs) all time. It it is. It's well done in showing that Baker Mayfield is missing Odell Beckham on the football field. Tom uh, Silverstein has been covering the Packers for the Milwaukee Journal-Sentinel, covering the Packers for over 30 years now. Ever had a situation like this, Tom?
4: Yes. (laughs) Just, just just go back to Brett Favre, you know, I, it's like I'm doomed to cover this at the end of a Hall of Famer's career every time. So if Jordan Love becomes a Hall of Famer and I last that long, I'll be expecting the same thing.
3: Uh, how would you uh, recap yesterday? It was it was crazy.
4: I You know, I didn't expect... Uh, I didn't expect that Rodgers would test positive and then find out he was unvaccinated. You know, when he gave his press conference on the 26th of August and talked about being immunized, it struck me funny. It really did because I try to listen to his word. He is a he is a craftsman when it comes to wordplay. But he started talking and talking more about vaccination and, and I bought into it and I'm kicking myself today that I didn't doubt it more. But it was a surprise and, you know, it's it's the time of COVID and, and these things are happening all over.
3: How complicit are the Packers in this?
4: That's a good question. I, I, we're going to find out a little bit. I've got to think that there was some rules bent, but, you know, the thing about it is everything is, is recorded in their facility. So if there were violations, where was the NFL? Because the NFL goes through these violations or through these tapes, and that's where they end up finding teams. And and they've done it, you know, at the Raiders. I forgot what the other teams were. So I think the NFL is probably complicit if indeed there were violations.
3: What was the local reaction to this?
4: Well, you know, it's hard. It's sort of like the politics in this state. You're either on one side or the other, you either love Rogers or you're mad about what happened in the off season. And so those who are mad about what happened in the off season are really mad today. I mean, they're just dug in. And those who love them, it kind of depends where you weigh in on the vaccination thing too. I I think those who are really pro-vaccination are kind of losing their... um, Love for him.
3: I brought this up at the start of the show. I think in Rogers' head, his mind, that he was protected his way. That hey, I I, I did research. I did it the holistic way. Now he did apply for this and was turned down by the NFL. But mm-hmm. he might have in his head thought, hey, I'm I raised my antibodies and I'm immunized. And he said, yeah. Are you vaccinated? Whoever asked the question, he said, yeah. And then he said, I'm immunized. And then he goes on to say, but yeah, it's a personal choice. And, uh, you know, I'm not here to basically say who should or shouldn't get, you know, vaccinated or not. So I, that's what I was wondering here, that Rogers may have thought he was he was protected, doing the right thing.
4: Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say that's a naive thought, Dan. I mean, because... Here's how I looked at it: was this is a contractually, you know, the rules here were collectively bargained between the NFL and the Players Union, and Rogers has been part; he was part of that negotiation when they came up with the the contract, the last contract. So he's not dumb enough to know, or not know that this was a this is a contractual thing. It's right there; it says you have to have the Moderna, the Pfizer or the other one Johnson and Johnson, no other vaccines count. It says it right in the contract. So I, I don't believe that he, he knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He, he doesn't believe in the vaccination. And okay. I feel he should have just been honest about it.
3: Do the Packers respond today? Uh, In what way? Do, does somebody get in front of a camera or the microphone and, explain what they knew when they knew it, you know, management, what, what, what went on behind the scenes here. Cause what I, I, I was so. told by a source this morning, the Packers, you know, from this person's uh, standpoint are complicit in this, that, you know, they, they, they may have not wanted to upset Aaron Rodgers. They may have wanted to, you know, Hey, we're in it together. We'll take the bullet for you. We'll turn our head.
4: Yeah, I, I think that's probably there's some truth to that. I think I think there were some rules bent. Uh, I don't know to what extent. You know, I've been told he's he wears a mask, but you know, from from just our standpoint, the media, you know, he didn't wear them at press conferences, and I don't know if that's a violation. That's still up in the air. Uh, We didn't see it like on the sideline or after games, you know, like he knew he was not vaccinated and walking up to other players and things like that. He doesn't have to, but it's hard to know exactly what was going on behind the scenes. And no, I don't think they'll address it. I don't think they'll say another word about their role in it. Matt Lafleur was pretty clear yesterday that he's not saying anything. So It'll come out in investigation, and honestly, I don't think anything's going to come out of that. They're not going to slap someone really hard for Aaron Rodgers, especially when they're probably – the NFL's probably complicit in it as well.
3: Yeah, I know, but then you had the Saints got dinged on this. The Titans got dinged on this. The Raiders got oh. dinged on this. So I, I don't think the Packers are out of the woods here. All right, Jordan Love yeah, Expectations. What what should the expectations be for Jordan Love Sunday?
4: I I think there should be some expectation. I mean, it's a it's a year and a half into his career. He's a first round pick. It's time. I mean, I, he he had a little bit of action in the New Orleans game and moved the ball had like a 58-yard drive till he got sacked and fumbled at the 5-yard line. I think there's expectation. This is this is exactly his moment, I think. And he's got to step up and be, be that guy. And at least, I mean, he doesn't have to beat the chiefs, but he's got to play competitively.
3: You got a story either way. If, if love plays well, okay, maybe we do have our future. If he doesn't play well, then what's the story? What's the angle there?
4: It's not the end of the world. It's, you know, he's going to get another chance. I don't think uh, Rogers. I was going to say far, unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Rogers is going to play against Seattle. I mean, he's not free until um, November 13th. And then that's assuming everything is okay. So I think Love could end up starting two games. And... We'll know then. I mean, they they got to make a judgment too after the season. Now, if Farven, if Farf, if Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> wins the Super Bowl, or the Packers win the Super Bowl, and Rogers decides he wants to stay. They still have to make a decision. You know, is is maybe Jordan Love? If he balls out these next two games, they just decide we're going with him.
3: You got PTSD, I think, when it comes oh, to totally. Packer quarterbacks. There, can anything compare to the drama that surrounded Favre?
4: But that one, that one is branded on me. You know, like like a big welt, it just, it'll never, I'll never get over that period. And so, no, I don't think this is quite reaches that, but um, it is interesting. This one's a little more interesting. The other one was just tedious and (laughs) brutal.
3: Uh, The cold weather uh, home field advantage for the Packers, you know, when we get to the playoffs and NFC title game, I mean, is that still real? Do you think?
4: It is to some degree. I mean, it it wasn't for Tampa Bay last year. And the reason was because they have Tom Brady and because they have a defense. But, you know, for teams like Tennessee came in and just got, you know, they just weren't ready for it and and just fell apart. So it kind of depends who you bring in and which team. But I I tend to think it's only a factor if it's just brutally cold, you know, if it's just like zero degrees and it it hasn't been like that in a while. And even even then, if you remember, um, Jim Harbaugh brought a team in in the playoffs and it was just ghastly cold and and they beat the Packers. So I don't think it's like a, a cure all. It's that Rogers because he's so skilled and able to play in the cold, that that's why they win. It was the same with Favre.
3: Great stuff, Tom. I know you got a busy day ahead of you. We appreciate your time as always.
4: Yeah, it was great being with you. Take care.
3: That's uh, Tom Silverstein. We've been covering the Packers for 30 years. <laughs> Kept bringing up Favre. It's like, oh, my God, PTSD. And look, he may be you know, correct in saying that you know i'm naive to think that rodgers actually thought that he was protected here but you know rodgers if you're around him uh he has fun with words he thinks he's going to be the smartest guy in the room and i don't think he would go in there unless he was purposely being vague and then seeing if any packer reporter would go uh you said immunized not vaccinated but nobody did and we can all look back on that now i think at the in the moment it was you know the story was rogers was coming back it's not oh he's not vaccinated and sometimes you look at the big the bigger picture and you miss out on the minutiae and that might have been the case because there are probably a lot of packer beat writers who are going god i didn't question that yes Eden. and if you go back now looking
0: from like november of 2020 with the cba uh aaron Rodgers quit being the union rep for the Packers because he was so unhappy with how those negotiations went, which I'm going to assume had some COVID implications yeah. written into it, right? And so he uh, talked about the process and how he didn't like the way that the players were underrepresented and, you know, all these different things in meetings, so he quit.
3: Well, we'll see if there's any fallout. You know, Tom didn't think that anything was going to happen to the Packers. I was told differently that uh, the league is... And he's right. The league, the NFL, might be complicit in this, too, because if you're able to see and you have access to all the video in there, cameras in there, and was anybody aware of Aaron Rodgers not wearing a mask, Uh, did other teammates get sick because of Aaron Rodgers? With the third-string quarterback, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard. Like, these are all questions that are going to be asked today, or they were probably asked yesterday. Yeah, Paul?
5: Yesterday, Matt LaFleur, the Packers head coach, talked. He didn't give you much, but he did his normal media time. If you were Packers management, would you talk today and then never bring it up again, or would you say, like, we're on lockdown?
3: I would just say, look, we're exploring everything, but <laughs> we believe that we did everything the right way. I wouldn't get in front of the media. Because then they start, if you give them the opportunity to start picking apart your answers, um, you don't want to put any blame on Aaron Rodgers if you're management. Because then it's not going to go well bigger picture here. Unless Jordan Love plays really well on Sunday, and then they're like, yeah, that was all on Aaron, not on us. Yes, McLovin. Exactly. Matt LaFleur could not have been
6: more Backing of his quarterback. Yesterday, I was thinking it was an off-season negotiation. You so what? What's your take on this game this weekend? Is Jordan Love trying out in a sense?
3: Uh, probably for the for the nation. You know the the football world watching Jordan Love. This is your coming out party. You're facing a Chiefs defense that's not good. The Chiefs are struggling. It's you against the guy that there were some uh, draft comps with that he was sort of Mahomesian when he was playing in college. This is your moment. Um, Do they have all their weapons back? I'm not sure. We'll check right now. That's really important because you can face the Chiefs and that Chiefs defense isn't very good. You got to have your weapons to face that Chiefs team. Yeah, McLovin. It's a huge game for the Chiefs too. I think that's being lost a little bit. Yes, it is. Like you went from a one-point favorite to an eight-point favorite. That's the value of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, pulling.
5: Which storyline would have more fallout if Jordan Love played horrendously—not bad, but horrendous—or he played like Mike White in his debut and lights out and tore up the Chiefs? Oh boy. One of the two, not in between. Which would have more
3: legs? Well, either way, you're looking at: Do you need to keep Rodgers, or we gotta keep Rodgers? It feels like that's going to be the referendum. On Monday, it'll be, oh, man, Packers, they got their future. Or, oh, boy, uh, how do we keep
6: Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, McLevin. I don't think anyone has been watching the Jets. I don't think anyone has a sense of who Zach Wilson is or Mike White. I think the Packers get a lot more attention. Like if Zach Wilson... Well, yeah, there's more at stake. Nobody cares about the Jets. But, you know, it's just national TV. But I know he was the number 2 overall pick, but he's still such a mystery to the national audience.
3: Yeah, and, you know, I talked about this, that that he would be the one that would be the bust because he's with that organization and you're the number 2 pick overall... And it kind of came out of nowhere. When you think about him in college, he had a great final year. These one-year wonders, that's where it's really hard to handicap and say, like Trevor Lawrence, that's a pretty good sample size. Mac Jones, one-year wonder. Were his receivers the reason why he was great? Uh, Justin Fields, um, you know, at Ohio State, you didn't have to throw receivers open. Uh Trey Lance, that's tricky. One-year wonder. And that's why when you talk to scouts, or at least the scouts that I talk to, you know, you're trying to, they go back to high school. Like, they're they're trying to just get enough of, of a sample size to find out how good you are, how dedicated you are. You get in there early. Do you leave late? Like, all of those intangible things. Those are really important because you might be talented, and you can be talented in college, but a lot of times you're surrounded by a lot of talent. And certainly at Alabama and Ohio State, uh, Trey Lance not playing big-time football, but playing FCS at a very high rate, and he was unbelievable. Didn't throw an interception. But, okay, how would he do in the SEC? Like, these are the questions that they ask. Like, man, he's got a lot of talent. Okay, but what's that mean? How's that translate? And I don't know if Zach Wilson is going to translate. I mean, if he does, great. If you said who's going to be a bust, I would probably say Zach Wilson if you were going to single out one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, Paul.
5: And if you look at Zach Wilson, you 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 think in your head, well, he's a rookie. They're going to give him time. He's got a long contract or that rookie deal. But you go back to, and this is apples and oranges, Josh Rosen in Arizona. They gave him one season with a bad team, a bad line, he didn't play well. They didn't play well. And when they stumbled into the first pick and Kyler Murray, Murray was available, all bets were off. I, you know, the Jets may not have a guy. Let's say the Jets were the worst team in the NFL this year.
3: Well, there's no quarterback for them to take. Right. Plus, you had Cliff Kingsbury available. So it was a perfect storm in Arizona. We can bring in Cliff Kingsbury. He loves Kyler Murray. He's coached Kyler Murray before. And, you know, Josh Rosen is expendable. But Josh Rosen wasn't the number one pick overall. What was he, the 10th pick? So that it seems like, oh my God, we got to give up on the 10th pick. You don't want to give up on the first, second, or third, in particular, if you've traded to get into that position. Trey Lance has to be great. Not good, great. Zach Wilson has to be great. Trevor Lawrence has to be great. Baker Mayfield, supposed to be great. As a result, I wonder if the Cleveland Browns move on from Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield by the end of this season. I just, I wonder that. And we'll check in with the Browns coming up a little bit later on. We'll come back. We'll settle on our uh, poll question. Uh, um, I got an update on the Green Bay Packers depleted roster. Uh, The wide receivers in uh, particular have that for you coming up. Play of the day is next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LaVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up on Game. What is Up on Game, you
1: ask? Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Oh, my God. Oh my the God. Play, the play's called play of the day. Brother left side, got it! We're going to play it and play it. This
3: is the play of the day. Check this out. Mills out of the right, gets to Durant, Durant to the baseline, jump pass out to Harden. Nine to shoot for Brooklyn, Harden, probing, step back, straight off three.
1: Again for Harden. And he got fouled. Hit on the arm
3: by Hunter. And Harden will go to the line with a chance at a four-point play. James Harden, five three-pointers, seven different Nets hit from behind the arc. In a win against Atlanta, they had 22 three-pointers, most since they set a franchise record with 27 against the Kings last February. Courtesy of WFAN, the Nets Radio Network, your play of the day. Your play of the day is brought to you by the Breeders' Cup. From every corner of the globe, they come. The best thoroughbreds from around the world. One goal in mind, the title of world champ. Visit breederscup.com slash 2021. For more information, catch all the action on November 5th and 6th. Only on NBC Sports. What's curious, and Mike Florio brought this up on Pro Football Talk on uh, Odell Beckham Jr., By excusing OBJ from practice again on Thursday, the Browns are basically suspending him with pay. Under the collective bargaining agreement, that's not permitted. They need to welcome him back or cut him. For those asking, Deshaun Watson welcomes being paid to not practice or play. A player can't be involuntarily kept out of the building or off the practice field with pay. If OBJ would fight this, he would win. That's courtesy of Mike Florio. Yeah, Paul.
5: That's interesting because at first when I heard that about Beckham, I said, well, Watson, so he's choosing to be suspended with pay. Yeah, He's not fighting in any way. No. Everyone agrees. It's like the team agrees. The NFL's fine with it. They don't want him on the field. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The question is, does Odell Beckham get released? And if he does, he gets paid, and then he could pick the team that he wants to go to. It could be a great strategy by Odell Beckham. But we'll check in with the Cleveland Browns coming up. The uh, Green Bay Packers were without their top three wideouts for last week's game. Uh, Devontae Adams, the lone receiver, not practicing. He continues to recover from COVID. But Matt LaFleur said that he has a rough return date of today. If uh, uncertain, it's un- uncertain if Adams will recover in time to play against the Chiefs, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Alan Lazard appeared to be on track after practicing. Uh, Lazard had been on the uh, reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think that's it. But if, if you're looking at, do I want to go all in on Jordan Love and the Packers, there are parlay bets. Mike White, here's the bet tonight. Um, Did we
5: make these up, Paulie? Yeah, we put these together because it's hard to find quarterback bets Mm. over-unders. You could find some stats bets, but we kind of uh, used our – we crunched our own numbers. Okay.
3: If I gave you over-under Mike White tonight, two-and-a-half touchdowns against the Colts, over-under 275 yards. Yes, McLovin. <laughs> under. Yeah, I'm just going to say. Those there are big. Well. Yeah, they are.
5: That's one half for Mike White. Classic Mike
3: mm, White. The White, Mike White we know? <laughs> yeah. Jordan Love. Over, under one and a half touchdowns. Over, under 225 passing yards. Chiefs defense. Jordan Love. Anybody want the over? Paulie does. Fritzy does. Okay. One and a half touchdowns. Over 225. Okay, I could see that happening before I could Mike White. I mean, those are pretty good numbers. And the Colts have a respectable defense. I don't know where they rank, but they have a respectable defense. But once again, those are our prop bets on the uh, the two quarterbacks there. McLovin, the poll question we're going to go with is? (laughs) I put up for hour one, who is the most confusing veteran
6: quarterback in the NFL? Your choices were Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, or Jimmy G. And there's a runaway winner. I think you could guess who it is. Who is the most confusing guy who puts up huge numbers, but still no one. Kirk D. Cousins. Yeah. Kirk D. Cousins, 57% Baker second at only 15%.
3: (laughs) Is his middle name. Begin with the D. Oh, no, because the reason why I brought this up, I had somebody who was questioning one of my uh, stories that I had uh, when Kirk Cousins was with Washington. And um, I was saying Kirk Cousins, And then uh, I had somebody in the Washington media. I don't know who he is, but uh, I I had a source about the wide receivers didn't want to play with Kirk Cousins in Washington. And, And so I had this guy call me out and says he doesn't even know how to pronounce Kirk Cousins name. And I went, okay, I'm just going to throw in Kirk D. Cousins just so I can make sure that I have the correct pronunciation here. Therefore, is my story correct if I know how to pronounce Kirk D. Cousins' name? But the source was impeccable. That's, you know, that there were wide receivers rolling their eyes with Kirk Cousins in Washington. And that's what I reported. And, um, I never heard from this person. If he had followed up with me, I would have said, look, this is coming from somebody, you know, and back off. Yeah, pulling
5: Dan, if you remember the day of that show, we reached out to a linguist, a professor at a university, (laughs) and he said you were not wrong in the way you pronounce Kirk Cousins, because when you say it quickly, the last K of Kirk and the first C (laughs) of Cousins are almost redundant. So the natural thing your tongue does is press them into one K.
3: Kirk Daniel Cousins. Daniel Cousins. Yes, Kirk D Cousins Jr. The third. Yes, McLevin.
6: That is a <laughs> tricky fan base. I am not surprised a local media. Oh, I know,
3: but I yeah. look. I I remember when I was covering the uh, Washington when they were the Redskins then with Theismann, uh those guys, and you know it was a wonderful team. But man, that that's a college town. Like they 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 cover the Washington football team like. Columbus does Ohio State or Green Bay does the Packers. There's certain NFL, you know, media uh, that they cover it. And in, in the fan base is more, you know, collegiate than any other place. Yeah, McLevin.
6: When I was at Sports Illustrated, we'd get 500 angry Washington <laughs> emails a week like Peter Kingwood. Like, it's a very angry fan base. Oh, I'm, I know. They're very passionate. That's
3: a. Yeah, I'm fine with it. But, you know, sometimes the media is more team friendly you, know, you get access if you're more team friendly and that that's what happens in college. You want to err to the side of the team that you're covering. You don't want to be that guy who's the fly in the ointment like, OK, look at Jimmy Lipper trying to win a Pulitzer. <laughs> I mean, it'd be tough covering the Packers. I mean, that that's that's what you have in, in uh, that state. You, you love your Packers. And if you're covering it, you might lean towards the team more than you would somebody else. It's covering a college football team. Yeah, McLevin. Philadelphia is the opposite. They could be fourteen yes, and two, true. and the quarterback's <laughs> got to go
6: all the time. The quarterback's got
3: to go. Yeah, they're going to find a, a negative. You know, they're, you know, same with New York. You know, you, you, but that's what sells. You know, some are more of the cheerleaders. Let's celebrate this. Whereas some media uh, cities centers are like, what's the negative here? No, that's what sells. All right. One hour in the books, two more to go. As I said, we'll check in with the Cleveland Browns. Do they release Odell Beckham? You know, this is still a Super Bowl caliber team. Can you afford to release him? Can you afford to not release him? What's Baker Mayfield's future here? Try to answer all those questions. Close out the first hour with our friends from Stiefel. It's a great app that can save you time and make it easier to manage your investments. The Stiefel Wealth Tracker app. It's free. When it comes to managing your investments, knowing where you stand is really half the battle. Let me explain. Stiefel Wealth Tracker lets you build your personal balance sheet. So then you track what your net worth is over time. You securely link all your financial accounts using bank-level encryption. You monitor how all your investments are performing, and you do so in one place. Stiefel Wealth Tracker also gives you direct access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research, investment strategy views, and a lot more. Stiefel's been helping clients managing their investments for over 130 years. When you need professional guidance, use Stiefel Wealth Tracker. Connects you to the Stiefel financial advisor that can help you with whatever you need. Best of all, Stiefel Wealth Tracker app, free. Completely free. Download the Stiefel Wealth Tracker on the App Store, Google Play, or at stiefel.com slash tracker. That's S-T-I-F-E-L dot com slash tracker. The brilliant EQE SUV for Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more, mbusa.com slash EQE SUV.